You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, it's Christmas morning. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope you're having a awesome time with your family, by yourself, whatever you're doing. I just hope you're well and safe and, and having a good time, relaxing, enjoying the end of the year. Uh, it's been another amazing year for the show, and what better way to bring it to a close uh, then with Justin Pearson back for his part two of appearance on the show. Uh, he was on back in the, I believe it was the first year, year and a half of the show. Back when we had a whole different format, I was writing down you know notes and questions and didn't know what I was doing. And he was gracious enough to come on then, and he's been gracious enough to come on now, now that we're six years in and have a good stride going with the show. And we had an incredible conversation, such a interesting person but we went to some really crazy areas and he's he's really done some amazing things and i can't say enough good things about justin he's been instrumental in the growth of this show by introducing me to a lot of key people that have helped this show grow and uh bringing you guys the best guests possible and he's never been um one to to be a gatekeeper and that's something we talk about he kind of shattered the the mold of of gatekeepers with his style of of um, you know just including people and and being cool to to introing you to people and and not holding um, not holding things behind a wall like he's just an open person and I really appreciate that Justin's been through some incredible things and some incredibly terrible things in his life and he is just a a fascinating 
person and I love picking his brain. And I'm grateful, so grateful to be able to do that um, and call him a friend. We haven't seen each other since 2018 in Mexico City in person. Um, we were staying at the same hotel during the, the Hell in Heaven Festival and I missed the Dead Cross set because my passport got lost and uh, I missed my flight. So I had to fly in like 10 o'clock at night on the first day and missed everybody, missed Mastodon, missed Refuse, the band I was traveling with. Uh, just a crazy, crazy experience. Um, but cheers to Justin for coming on and, and just being incredible. There's also a documentary coming out about him called Don't Fall in Love with Yourself uh, by John Nix at Turnstile Films. It's coming out soon, and it is amazing. I've seen it uh, in advanced copy and is super great, and it really clues you into a lot of things that have happened in Justin's life and and the story of, uh, you know, the locust and, and uh, there's a lot of, and we talked about in the episode, but there's a lot involving Gabe Serbian on there who passed away sadly. And um, we talk about that a bit. And, and one of the most amazing drummers I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, you know, I just just an incredibly talented person and, and gone far too soon. Um, so uh, just, I mean, it's just an incredible story. Um, so I want you guys to check that out when it comes out. Definitely check it out online. Mark your calendars. Um, don't fall in love with yourself is the name of the documentary. And you can also check out Justin's many, many bands. Um, let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump into this episode, guys. It's Christmas. I want to uh, get this out there to you guys to finish up 2023. This will be the last episode of or excuse me, 2022. I'm already in the future. This will be the last episode of the year because uh, next week. January 1st is the release date of the next episode, and so it'll be the first one of the new year. So thank you so much for the amazing 2022 year for the podcast. It's been an amazing growth year. Um, we've had a lot of rad guests, including Justin, and and I'm just so grateful to how big this show has gotten. Thanks to you guys. You guys listen every week, and people keep coming on board, and I'm just humbled and 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 so, so pleased with the, the performance of the show. So thank you guys very much and uh, for the really great year. I really appreciate it. I could not do this without you guys and your support. Um, so let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump right in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me. We also have the Facebook group, the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle. You can find us on there and see what's going on behind the scenes of the show. And you can also subscribe to the premium service, and that is peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. That will get you the access to the videos of the episodes, the past cast, as well as the ad-free feed. All right, guys, let's jump into this one. I've, I'm really, really excited for you to hear this. Thank you again for the great year. And uh, without further ado, here's my part two conversation with Justin Pearson.
Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I traded, I traded for it, but either way, it's like, there's this fucking whole system here. It should work. I don't understand why it does not work. I'll figure it out later. I gotta, I gotta like get someone to like sit there. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, we're not going to do anything. Just sit there and tell me what, what I need to do. Yeah. You need, this pig. you need a guinea yeah. pig. Are you, do you use that with your podcast? No. <clears throat> well, we have these same mics at the studio, but we do our podcast at, um, at, at the planet B studio and it's, um, we only do them in person. So, uh, yeah. Anyhow, I wish that was a thing again. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, w- I was just explaining this to someone the other day. It, it's cool because it like, otherwise I'd probably just do like a shitload of podcasts if I, if I just did them like this and it kind of limits us to where like, it's just, yeah, it limits us. So you have to be in, in San Diego, which, but I, I prefer that. I like to sit with the person and yeah, whatever. Anyhow. I understand dude. It's uh, I love it that way. And it's been so long since I've done one in person. It's just not in the cards. I've realized now that doing it on a tour day sucks because it's, it's always changing. Nothing ever works yeah. out as planned. Everyone's stressed out or, or in a rush <laughs> and it never works. So that's out. And then it's like, well, do you have a random day off in Portland? No, absolutely not. And you run out of people that are in Portland. So it's, and I like what you said about that, but like you would do so many of these because I had a fucking nervous breakdown a few months back just because I was doing so many of these. I would schedule like four in a row for what purpose? They're come out yeah. once a week. Like, I'm going to have you on and put you out in March. Like, it's disrespectful. It's useless. Like, it's it's just, I had to just, like, pump the brakes. Yeah. It was weird. Like, so many, like, 20 in the can. It's like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Also, I always wonder, like, I mean, the stats are, like, getting people, like, I don't know. Like, it's just so weird. Like, why do some people grab onto some and some not others? And I never know how to, like, I'm trying to get, like, a, like, um, like a distribution for it, proper distribution, but I, I can't, I don't know. It's not working out, but whatever it is, what it is. We got so, a great show. I mean, it's, it's it, I, I could definitely try to help you out there if you want, like getting yeah. that done because uh, you've been nothing but helpful to me over the years <laughs> and you didn't have to be. And that's one of the coolest things uh, that I want to say off the bat was you have, you have destroyed the idea of a gatekeeper. Like just out of like you and I had a conversation years ago and anytime I hit you up, like, Hey, is there a possibility of getting an intro to this person? You're like, fuck yeah, sure. Here you go. And take it and run with it. And I was like, really? Okay. That's amazing. You know, you've opened some pretty amazing doors on my end. And so I'd be glad to return the favor any way I can. But, um, I, I really uh, applaud you for that because it's something that could easily just be like, no, nah, dude, fuck off. Like, you know? <laughs> It's great. But, it helps but, everything out. Yeah. I mean, it's the bigger picture. And I would like for, let's say, whoever is on your, you know, someone else's podcast. Like, I would love for someone to be like, oh, yeah, let me introduce you to, to me so I can be on the thing or whatever, you know. So I guess, like, I don't know. I mean, there's only like a couple people that I wouldn't just be like, oh, here's their email. Just write them or here's yeah. their number. You know, there's like, and if it was those couple people, I'd be like, let me just figure out if it's okay, you know, and then that's yeah. that. Yeah. It's just, it's the way things should be absolutely but i just i I love that you you are actually that way like it's not all talk like that's who you yeah. are you know uh, i appreciate it a lot man and don't uh, tell anyone though yeah <laughs> <laughs> you need something hit up jp just hit him up 
Uh, no, I mean, like, it's usually people are like, he's a fucking dick. And I was like, and then all of a sudden people are like, he's not a dick. And I'm like, well, pick a lane. Am I or am I not? You know? So <laughs> I definitely want to get into that because that's, that's a misconception for sure. But I, I, I watched the documentary, um, last week. I got a rough cut of it from John a long time ago before the, like the Kickstarter, uh, for like um, finishing well, it. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, it's a rough cut. Like just see what you think and i thought it was great and then i had him send me the 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 finished version because i said hey jp's coming on again i want to watch this and and he sent it over and such a good documentary but i definitely i definitely want to talk about um that experience too um i don't think i think the last time you and i saw each other was 2018 mexico city uh heaven and hell fest <laughs> i forgot about that yeah <laughs> uh. yeah you were stressed to the max because I think your pedals were all fucked up from the rain downpour. Um, like we just ran each other at the hotel. We, I lost my yeah. passport or ordered a passport <laughs> renewal. It got lost and I missed my flight. I didn't get there till after you guys had played. I think the Scorpions were playing or something when I got there that night. And <laughs> everything's muddy. I was like, what the hell happened? They're like, there was just like torrential downpour. Yeah. And you guys got hosed. It was pretty wild. Well, we actually ended up playing. It was crazy because like, it was so insane right before we went on this lightning went like across the entire sky. And then we just kind of like went into it and I was like, well, here we go. Like you want, you know, heaven and hell or like, you know, what heavy metal or whatever. And it like, see, it was very fitting, you know, but I was like, hey, if we were in the States, they would have completely canceled the, the festival, you know, like, yeah, it was so dangerous, but whatever we didn't, I didn't die. My pedal still worked, but it was crazy. I could take my pedal board and turn it upside down and water would just drip out of the pedals. I was like, this is terrible. So That's insane. You should take a video of that and use that as like a selling point for line six or whatever. Oh, like yeah. Shows. I know those fuckers, man. They never will hook me up. So yeah. Really? Yeah. Nah, man, come on. I got to be in the Mars Volta for them to hook me up They They completely do not hook me up. And I, and I depend on two of those pedals at all times. So yeah. Yeah. You do the, you do the modulation modeler, right? The, the purple ones. <laughs> the FM4. Yeah. Oh, I use two God. of them one into the other. Uh, it's like a secret weapon. I mean, I, whatever people know about it and they, I've, I think people have re replicated it, but like n normal people don't be like, won't be like, let me just run this pedal into the same one again and see what happens, you know? Yeah. 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 The, and you can, I mean, you hook up the expression pedals and stuff and fuck around with that thing. Like possibilities are endless with those pedals. You gotta yeah. get a hook up from them, man. They got, the, yeah. They need to release a new version of that too. The, like the, the new delay modeler they put out. There the, is a of the new oh, FM4. Oh. I don't, maybe not, but they did like, the, it's like a little bit more compact and it looks a little bit like cooler, I guess. Yeah. And the yeah. toggles don't kick into it. Like where you have to yeah. put a different washer on it and like you actually punch, I'm sure you've done it, punch it into the yeah. actual pedal. Well, I, 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 I went and had someone, uh, like mod them out. So, so basically like there's the four settings yeah. and then they added like a secondary section, like a second, secondary, like uh option to like switch it and then there's four more settings does that make sense yeah it does yeah so and then and then i had them chrome them out because i was i hate purple and i just wanted to like disguise my shit so um <laughs> yeah they're they're minor minor special uh i guess but uh yeah i wish i wish they were 
Um, I wish they'd hooked me up. It's funny why I ended up with two of them at once because when we were on tour, the locust, Bobby and I would always, they'd always break. And we, you know, we were, we never made money. So we'd go to guitar center and we, we, we buy a new one and then switch the guts out and then return it the next morning after the show. So we were always doing that. And at one point I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just keep two on my board and just always have a backup. And then I, I started running and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, this is pretty crazy to run through two of them. So yeah. <laughs> the guts out and return it i love that oh. dude that's that ingenuity man that's there's the... so many there's so many broken ones being returned to guitar center between like line six sucking and not sponsoring anybody or like you know uh, under a certain like bracket of popularity or whatever uh, and the guitar center's money back guarantee like we were we were able to um, succeed in this world dude <laughs> guitar center is the nordstrom of music like it's it the return policy is insane. We we would have guys in the band that would buy a pair of jeans at Nordstrom. Uh, excuse me, they wouldn't buy. They buy. There's a store called Buffalo Exchange in Portland. It's like oh, a yeah. used clothing store. Yeah, they'd find yeah. a pair of like diesel jeans. They would yeah. buy them there for like 15, 20 bucks. Go on tour, wear them every night for thirty days, and then take them back to Nordstrom and get a new pair every time. That's so crazy. It, simple, no questions yeah. asked. Yeah, and that's why their stores are closing left and right. <laughs> Just, you can do anything you want in there. It's yeah. craziness. And you're outfitted for all tour. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and diesel jeans. If that's what you're wearing, yeah. If that's if that's what you're into. They never fit me. I'm always I'm too big for that, but uh I would just I would I went the regular route. I just buy a yeah. pair of pants legit and and wear them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was the nice guy. Um you would sell so many fucking pedals. If they put your face on there, man, like, I don't think they understand. That's what's, that's, what's also interesting about what you do is so many people know who you are. Like so many people know who you are. You just bring it up. Like you've been in so many bands. I mean, your face is all over the place in the, in the underground music scene. You've got the stuff going on with dead cross. Like you're very visible. I don't understand why it wouldn't just be like a no brainer. Like that guy can influence like he can sell so two, some two, two things i mean line six probably looks at it like i maybe to you i'm everywhere but like if you're mainstream no one knows who i am and if and if and if they do they're probably like that guy's fucking weird as hell you know and so i i can see why also like i i i have like i'm you know like they're like oh he might even if even like in dead cross or whatever like it's like oh yeah we have a video with like you know I had fucking whatever, like that one, the, the reign of error video where there's like abortions and shit everywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it probably is a little bit like, oh, maybe we don't want to sponsor that guy. He's a little bit too controversial or whatever. So I see why I don't get it, but I don't know. It's weird. The sponsorship thing is odd because I do, I do try to push it when I can. Like, uh okay as far as pedals like earthquaker is the best i love them so much and they actually sponsor the cult culture podcast and they they're so sick they'll give a free pedal to every guest we have on our podcast so it's like hey you want to be on our podcast you'll get a free pedal and like <laughs> it's pretty fucking rad you know yeah. like i feel cool like giving a pedal to you know like my friends that go on the on the podcast but like as far as other stuff i mean you know um like there's this this company here uh, these motherfuckers should 
They're called, it's called zero X E R O. I'm constantly like, just give me some shoes. They cost 20 bucks. Like, and they're, and they're, they like, well, talk to me on Instagram. They're like, thanks for the tag, blah, 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 blah. But I realized they look at me and I look like I'm insane on stage. And so they're probably just like, I don't know, like we're kind of into like climbers and, and like runners or whatever. So there's that. And then there's this jacket, which is this company called Deadwood. Who's like super rad. Like, um, it's like a used or recycled leather. And so it's like, and so it's like very ethical, I think, um, because I think that synthetics are terrible for the environment and I'm vegan and people are like, you're vegan, you wear leather. I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of thought that goes into it. And this thing will last me forever. And they're always like super supportive and hooking me up. They're like, hell yeah, man, here's a jacket. Like you're always repping that shit. And it's crazy because even on like a normal level, like I'll just be out, you know, like ordering food and someone's like, that's a sick jacket. What is it? Oh, Deadwood. You got to check it out. You know? So, I mean, maybe I'm selling them jackets. So but the sponsorship thing is pretty interesting. I just feel like when it comes to gear, I'd never, ever get, uh, hooked up. It's, I mean, except for, except for Earthquaker, which I fucking love them, but they're, but Earthquaker is like the homies too. They're, you know, they're like old school punks. Like they're, mm-hmm. they come, they came up with us. So, so it's different, you know, I think, um, yeah, anyhow, I'm going off on a tangent, I guess. That's what this is all about, my man. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Is tangents, you know, there's, uh, yeah. there, they, these can go anywhere. And that's what I love about it. It makes it interesting. Everyone's unique. Every, there's no plan. Like it's, it's, that's, it's the only way I can stay interested is if I'm not thinking about other things. Like I, I have to pay attention and focus. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you know, like, you know, what I'm talking about like you do. I mean, the stuff you do, there's so much, like so much going on, like being able to digest it all and, 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 uh, and put yourself out there like that. Like, I mean, everything's different. Every show's different. Every experience is different. Every band's different. Um, I think in my mind, I would get bored doing these like formulaic podcasts and and things like that. I I love (laughs) listening to them because I know what's coming and I know, Ooh, I wonder what so-and-so is going to say to that question because I know they're going to ask. I love listening to it, but I do not like doing them. Um, Yeah. So here we are, but (laughs) um (laughs) talking sponsorships and and uh recycled leather and and uh yeah that's interesting my wife's vegan as well and and uh she's same way like if it's if it's already used like not gonna let it go to waste and it lasts forever but forever would never buy anything new yeah Um, and uh so that's a, a fairly a fairly big thing and and being able to find something uh it's such a weird thing like she's the same way like like goes back and forth with things like honey and things like that like there's all these like little gray areas of everything and and uh um it's interesting to watch her navigate that too because yeah i mean uh it's an interesting thing also to have a i always say this like to have a choice to live somewhere where you have a choice to not be forced to eat one thing Mm -hmm. is something that we're very lucky to have yeah you know you watch and this is a tangent but you watch like there's there's these shows on tv where they'll show like a, uh, a tribe in the outback of australia that eats one kind of lizard and that's all they have and that's what they wow. eat their whole life like they have no choice but to, that's food that's it because of where they're at and just the amount yeah. of of the bounty we have of, of choice is is crazy where yeah we're, you know yeah so um things to be grateful for but i want to talk about this documentary first off because it's really well done and i learned a lot about you from it and um just watching other people talk about you uh you know and some say oh just pearson he's a dick you know i think they even say it in the documentary like i thought that guy was an asshole 
Or yeah. maybe that guy is an asshole. Where does that perception come from? Is it just like the, is it more like, um, like you're just comfortable with yourself? Like, I mean, you put yourself, there's a, there's a, there's a confidence you have. You can tell mm. on stage, like there's a confidence you have, you know what you're doing and you're, 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 you're doing it. Do you think that's where it comes from? Maybe that that gets misconstrued. Like, where does that come from? Well, um, it's interesting. First of all, I think, I mean, I think John did a great job and I, and I'm grateful that he, that he, or, you know, any, like that anybody give a shit about the stuff I'm part of. Cause when I watch it, I think, or now that I've seen the final cut or whatever, I think two things, one, it should have been about three one G and not about me, even though I started the label and I'm the main person label, I think it's much bigger and I would have liked for it to be expansive, but that would have been like, maybe not just a, a, a normal, you know, two hour doc or however long it is hour and a half doc. It, it would have been like a mini series or something. There's that. But I also think now that it should have been about Gabe Serbian, or I really think it would have been cool that now that I would have been, it would have been interesting now that Gabe has left this planet and to have a documentary about him because his interview parts in it are so fucking rad. And he was such an important force to so many people. I feel like it should have been about him, but I really do. I, I love what he said where he was like, when I met JP, he was just kind of a dick, kind of cool. And like <laughs> Gabe was, I think Gabe was a lot like, like me, like he was kind of dick, kind of a dick and kind of cool. And, and, I, but like, that's, I think why we, um, understood each other so much and appreciated it so much, but like even Travis kind of says it too. And and I think that Travis is a dick. I mean, it, and he should be because I, 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 it, it's crazy. Like to think about like the metal world and stuff. I'm not part of that um, specifically, but like, I feel like Travis should be a fucking dick. Um, so for him to like say I'm a dick, I mean, I guess I get it. I think punk and metal is maybe very similar. Going back to like what you said when we first started talking like about like gatekeepers and stuff, there are these people that have this perception of what things should be like. And, um, you know, when you talk about genres or subcultures or whatever, like people think it should be this certain thing in this certain way. And as soon as you kind of navigate around the, the like, I guess the standards, people get uncomfortable. And, and if you're confident, you're viewed as arrogant or just like a shithead or doing something weird, or you just write them off as like, you know, some fuckhead, whatever. Like they're just like, I mean, the locust is kind of a good example. We are constantly just written off as like weirdos and like dorks and jerks and whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know, like, and part of it was like, yeah, we were all those things, but we were also like trying to just create music and art. And I think that the negativity helps at times because it makes it like a little bit more challenging because I feel like, let's say, I mean, I don't know how it is. Cause I've never just like started a band and everyone's like, Oh my God, it's so cool. And there's no criticisms. So there's no like negativity or, you know, shit talking or shit throwing. Like, I feel like it would just be like, just so foreign to me. So the fact that like, there is like this sort of combativeness makes you um, sort of posture in a certain way. And you, and you have to be confident in what you're doing. You have to do it for a reason because the outcome or the goals aren't necessarily there for you. It's not like, oh, we're going to do this and be like successful and cool and popular and make money. You're like, I'm going to do this because I absolutely feel like I should. And I love this and I'm honest and, and fuck everybody as far as like what they think. And I don't mean that. In a, and that's where maybe it seems like I'm a dick, you know, because I, because like no offense to anybody, but like, I've never really done anything for someone else. I've only done it like for myself. And if people love it or like it or can stand it, then I, then I, 
am so grateful for that. And if people hate it and are disgusted or appalled or whatever, I'm also grateful for that. So um, that I think is where the dick headedness or like the, the jerk aspect comes in to, to like the bigger picture, you know, but I think a lot of it too is like probably heightened um, by social media and the fact that people can be very vocal and not have to back up their shit because like I grew up, you know, having to back up my shit, like getting beat up and stuff. And I feel like that's kind of a thing of the past, you know, cause it's like someone will just say a bunch of crazy shit about me or whoever, anyone online. And like, there's no like repercussions. And I, and I think that that's a really strange thing, but with that being said also too, I feel like that person that's being a dick and saying stupid shit, granted it might be, uh, you know, relevant or whatever people's opinions are, are their critics or are, are occasionally or often, you know, somewhat relevant, but I feel like if we were in person, would you really just be like a total butthole to me? Or would you just kind of say like, Hey, I don't really like that. Or I don't really understand that. No, that, you know, they, they, they would, they would definitely tailor it a little bit to like, not get your ass handed to you. Not that I'm going to go fight people, but I think in, in general, people just feel like they can just fucking fly off the hinges and say whatever they want now. And it's, you know, I don't know. So yeah, I guess I get, I guess I, I feel like I'm navigating this world with a little bit of caution, you know, like I'm ready to, f- I will fucking stab you in the neck if I have to, you know, like I don't want to, but like th- it could get really bad. And, and, and it, and it has, I don't know, maybe I'm going off on a, like a weird tangent, but, but I, I I've been like, you know, even when it, as like a younger human, like when I was 15 and 16, I started my first band, I was constantly trying to fuck with neo-nazis and also avoid them and in the and then and in that same time getting beat up and getting fucking like shot at or like beaten up with skateboards and shit like you know it's been like so i i know like i gotta kind of be ready and in early locust stuff too we were always getting fucked with and fought and people were like destroying our shit you know our van or macing us or throwing bottles at us or chairs or whatever and it's like we're just playing music man you know like yeah i don't know it's weird so it's a mean world and it's kind of crazy too because i'm always like saying that and people trip out like a a good example is mike crane from from dead cross like there was been a couple like sort of interviews where i would i would say it's a it's a mean motherfucking world and he kind of always disagrees and like, doesn't want me to say that because he's been through like a whole other set of like mean shitty things. And he has this like sort of, um, appreciation that I admire. But with that being said, I have a problem ignoring, um, I guess oppression and just a negligence of, of the, of the planet and, and, and how people end up suffering. I think, so I, I, I'm constantly like, not that I want to say I'm focusing on the negative, but I, it's hard to be like, just like, yeah, like life's rad because there's, there's a, there's a 24 seven reminder that things are fucked for someone else or something else on this planet because of humans. So Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, a very interesting take on it because, and you brought up Michael, like he going through that cancer shit, like he, he was facing having everything good or bad taken away, like with like an expiration date, like, you know, everyone knows they're going to die, but not when, and not, you know, maybe this year, maybe this week, mm. 
being faced with that may change that fact. Like, but you've also experienced that in other levels where you're getting fucking shot at. Like it's happening now. Like you've you've faced down having things taken away like that, but on a different level. But maybe that's where that little bit of optimism comes from with him is and I don't want to put words in his mouth because I don't know him, yeah. but maybe that's where some of that <clears throat> little bit of optimism or or hesitancy to to um go, you know, full force to the <laughs> negative could come from. I don't know. Um, but the amount of shit you've been through, and especially you know, watching I've read the book and and uh, you know years and years ago, and then watching the documentary. I mean, all the footage of you guys just getting trashed on is insane. I had no idea half of that stuff existed. It's crazy. Like, you know, people trying to fight from the audience and 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 you know, getting tires slashed and shit like that. Like, you're out there trying to better the better the world by putting art into it and getting but, shit I mean, on. You know, like it's yeah. it's uh such an interesting weird give and take there like it's it's just a, a really strange thing you know um but it's almost seems too like it's street smarts right like you you're walking out you, you've grown up in big cities like or or spent most of your time in big cities where you are walking down the street and you do kind of look people in the eye you know when someone's from a city like they'll look someone in the eye they don't have their hands in their pockets oh. like there's basic things like human human nature and and body language that are different with people in cities because they know things can go south quick versus sure. oh i know everyone on this street i know everyone on this street hey so and so you know like uh it's just not that way and maybe that's where some of it comes from too i don't know but it's weird because like there's constantly i'm i'm always struggling with this thing like like i do yoga every day and 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 occasionally there'll be an instructor that's like you know at the end of the class will say some shit like you know we need to wish or like let's wish peace upon every living creature of this planet and i and i, I can't i can't do that and i and i would like to but i but i can't because as soon as they say that and i understand where they're coming from and i think it's a privileged thing for someone to be able to do that i'm not able to do that um but as soon as they say that i think of like you know fuck rapist or you know fucking uh racist cops or 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 politicians like you know whatever or just whatever there's a lot there's a there's a plethora of, of like fuckheads that i i don't want to wish peace upon them and 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 a lot of times i i, I have to like think a little bit more in depth about that like because sometimes those people maybe haven't been given the tools in life to understand that they're a piece of shit, you know, and the, and to correct themselves. Like I, this came up the other day too, where I like, on, 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 I was having this conversation with someone where I had this wild, wild conversation with the grand dragon, I think of the, of the, of like Nashville Ku Klux Klan or something on Facebook. It, it was super fucked and totally crazy. And I don't think I changed his, his views on, on, on race, but, um, our, I took a minute to try to like, understand why this person was like that. And, and I didn't, I don't know if I got very much in depth. First of all, I was trying to fucking avoid like having the guy just find me on tour and killing me, but cause he was like legit. He like had the purple outfit, not the white one. And he fucking had guns and all this shit on his thing. He was like, definitely not scared of who he was, but we ended up like, 
our, it was a public conversation and it went, and then it went like into DMS and we were like just talking amongst ourselves and our conversation ended on the fact that he thinks that Dave Chappelle is a brilliant comedian, like one of the best comedians on the planet solely because of the like blind KKK skit that he did. And I was just like, man, this is like the craziest shit that I'm actually gone past the, like the fuck yous and I hate yous to like, let's have this some kind of dialogue. And granted, I think it wasn't like, Again, I don't think I changed his mind. He certainly did not change my mind. But you know, I think I think maybe I felt like there was he, he 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 there was a bit of ease in his um his uh, his like I guess his his demeanor, you know. And 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 what was my point? My point is like um fuck, I went on a tangent. And now I'm completely lost. I don't know. Anyhow. I get into weird conversations. Oh yeah. So like, I wasn't, I was trying to like not default him, you know, like, yeah. I don't think I don't, he was raised like a total piece of shit from day one. Do I, do I want to wish like death on him? I mean, fuck I kind of in, in theory. Yeah. But like, part of me is like, dude, you really had no chance. Like he had no chance. I mean, that's argument. I guess you could argue that there, he could get out of that. Maybe not. Maybe it is like a gang and you can't get out of it. I, I don't know. Anyhow, it was, it was a really strange interaction to have with someone. Fuck. Could you it imagine the having something DNA level like that in your in your blood? Like you are it's DNA level racism. Like it is it you are it, it's so indoctrinated that could you imagine having anything like that indoctrinated into you like that from such a young age? I mean, and and then real quick. <laughs> How did you get into a conversation with the Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan? That part yeah. you, you glazed over for a second there. You're, you're on Facebook chatting yeah. up a Grand Dragon from the Ku Klux. How did that even happen? Well, okay, so um, <laughs> totally lost was, for a second there. Yeah, sorry. There was this Whoa. article that came out. Um, this is I don't I don't. This is like probably a decade ago. So there's an article that came out on on like anonymous doxing Klansmen, and I was like, oh, this is fucking crazy it was kind of like when 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 like hardcore doxing like that started happening and i was like this is this is rad and i just kind of shared this link on facebook and then everyone kind of you know chimes in yeah and this one dude just kind of chimes in and was like you know this is like you posting this and everybody commenting is is like is recruiting clansmen and it's and it's like free publicity for what the clan is and then basically he was like, and someone, you know, you just click on his thing and you see it, like it's all over his shit. Like he, and so it was like, so everyone immediately was like, fuck you. And like going at it, you know, like they were, they were like ready to fight online. <laughs> and, um, and so he, he kept his, he kept his composure and it was really interesting to sort of see how he held, how he held his, his himself and how like the people on the left were just trying to parade him and rightfully so, but it was like, it was getting, it was going nowhere. And, and he, and he kind of just like kept it cool. And I, and I just, I, I hesitated replying publicly or privately, but I hesitated replying publicly because I, I thought like, you know, I don't want to upset this guy. Like he, whoever these are, whoever like my other friends on or whatever, you know, air quotes, friends on Facebook that are talking shit and saying like, go fucking die to this guy. That's one thing. But me, it, I was like, I'm, I go there. I play there. I play in Nashville. Like mm -hmm. he could totally just come out and, or have his men or whatever, you know, come out and like, fuck me up or kill me. And I, so I, I didn't want to like go to town on whatever, like online, you know? And, and so, um, 
and 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 it was very interesting and and i think sort of like helped me sort of to, to just figure out going back to that stupid yoga bullshit you know where it's like love everyone or wish peace on everyone you know like at the end of the conversation i felt like i could go to nashville and like meet with this guy and we could have this is crazy. You know, like talk coffee and like talk about something mm-hmm. and it not be fucked up. And maybe I could, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like most people rightfully so would not give that guy the time of day. I don't, you know, whatever to me, I don't, I think, that, I think maybe that maybe there, maybe there is a, a way to like, I mean, would I, would I eliminate the clan? No. Would I fucking change racism? No. But like, this one person, maybe it would, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure, but then I, like not to change the subject, but I went on this fucking crazy thing where I was like, I'm going to find all these people on Facebook and start fucking talking, talking to them. And I, I found this dude, Nick, I can't remember his last name, but in middle school, he was, he was a neo-Nazi that beat the shit out of me and like put me in the hospital. And he was actually going to shoot me when I was um, in seventh grade and, and the police got involved and all this crazy shit. I found him. And I was like, what's up, man? Like, you, you know, like he like went on to join the clan in the Northern, Northern California and stuff. And I was, I, I was like, try to like engage with him. He wouldn't reply to me. And then I found this dude that killed my dad. And I was like, Hey man, like, what's up? You killed my dad. <laughs> and that, that guy, didn't yeah, I was like, I just found all these people on Facebook and like, no one had the fucking balls or the guts to like reply to me. It was crazy. I wasn't like, fuck you. You know, I was like, yo, you beat me up a bunch or like you killed my dad. And, and no one would get back to me. And I was like, all right, whatever. I wouldn't either. I guess if I did some stupid ass shit, I, I probably wouldn't get back to people, you know? Yeah. I can't Maybe imagine I what that would, yo, you killed my dad. It hit me back. Like, <laughs> let's talk about this. And, and, and not to, not to make a joke out of it either. Cause it's awful. But the, 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 the context of that and just the idea of that is so crazy. You know, because the guy that killed your dad, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, if I remember correctly, it wasn't like, I'm going to kill your dad. What he, what he did to him ended up killing him, right? There was like yeah, something yeah. in his head that burst when he got yeah. hit. It yeah. wasn't like, you know, uh, I'm going to murder this person. It's I'm going to hurt this person. And then they ended up passing away from the injuries, right? So that person's yeah. free. Yeah, they didn't do any time, yeah. which is kind of crazy, though, too, because they, they did rob him, which was weird. But it was fucking crazy just like seeing the guy, you know, I was like, he was like, he was um, older and like looked pretty thrashed. It was like on a little rascal and he had like a Confederate flag shirt on. He had like a dachshund, a little dachshund on his lap. I don't know. It was just a trip to like see that, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just was like, look, maybe I'll engage with these people. Um. <laughs> This is this is the weirdest road. Uh, but there are people that like I feel because then there are people that like, you know, have reached out. that are like there was this dude. I'm not going to say his name. He's kind of popular and, and and hardcore now or popular enough or whatever. But there was this like skinhead, this sort of, you know, well-known skinhead in the 90s that would just fuck up everybody. It shows like him. He was part of the San Diego Boot Boys and they would just beat everybody up. He beat up me. He beat up, um, Jose Palafox, the drummer of struggle and swing kids like beat us up, always calling us fags and communists and all this shit. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Like we're into that shit. Like, you know, and he still would like just made 
he made our, you know, that was part of our childhood. He made everything fucked. And then at some point, you know, he wasn't in a skinhead and that's fine. And, you know, we'd see him around. He started bands and stuff. And then at one point he like started a record label and asked if he could reissue struggle records. And I was like, absolutely not, man. Like I get it that you apologize for being a fuckhead, but like just based on the like sheer, I don't know what the sheer something it's like you were a granted. You're not a fucking Nazi skinhead now, but you were, and you beat up half of the band that you want to release the record by that. There's a, there are a hundred other labels out there, thousand other labels out there that I could find to do it and not you. And so that, but it was like, at the same time, I was kind of like, I appreciate you. Cause every time he's apologized to me, I'm like, I get it, dude. I get it. But you're, you fucked up, man. Like we'll be friends, but like, I still think you suck. I don't know. Anyhow, you still, I still, I still feel the same way. It's like, you just fucked with people hardcore. You were, you were old enough to know what you were doing. You know, like you were in your twenties, I guess mm-hmm. should have known, like don't beat up these fucking kids. At one point he quit beating us up because he was in the military too. And it's like, he was over 18 and we were under and it's like, you. so then we kind of were just like talking some shit knowing we weren't going to get beat up, you know, yeah. cause then we'd be really in trouble. One of my favorite things to do skateboarding as an underage child was, was talking shit to adults. No, they yeah. couldn't do anything. You piss them off so bad. Yeah. You just say the worst shit and it was such a fucking prick. Uh, one thing you were saying though, with the, with the, with the Klansmen, like, Maybe if more people sat down and talked to some of these people, they would hear themselves speak instead of hearing themselves yell and maybe hear how some of this shit is so fucked up, you know, turn the noise down. Like if they're not fired up and they're just having a conversation, they'll listen to what they're saying a little bit better than just like spouting off. It could be a really helpful thing, you know, and, and a healthy, like a healthy exercise in, in, uh, uh, you know, testing your own beliefs you know, having to defend yourself, but in a peaceful manner, you know, that's interesting because his, the way he navigated himself and the way, the way he like like displayed himself, he, he was very um, calm when there were like, everybody was talking shit, you know? And I was like, damn. So I was kind of intrigued by the way he was able to conduct himself. So I think he's probably a professional at that shit, you know, and it was cool that he <laughs> cool. I'll use air quotes again. You know, they gave me the time of day and our conversation ended with was like, I felt confident enough to be like, dude, like you're a poser because you, you're, if all your Klansmen friends knew you were saying that fucking Dave Chappelle is the funniest comedian, like you're a fucking poser, dude. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, he, and he laughed, you know, and it was like, I was like, damn, that's pretty good. Uh, I got to call him a poser, you know, and I, and, but it wasn't like, I mean, yeah, sure. There's a little bit of truth in there. Like, would he admit that to all his other fuckhead friends, you know, other racist Klansmen or whatever? I don't know. But like, it was pretty rad just to be able to say that to him and know that there's truth in it because he told me, you know, but um, I don't know. Cause there are other white comics that he could have chose as as funny as the best. I don't know how we even got to that point, but the point is what's going on guys. This is Dewey from peer pleasure. And I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms, 
They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier 2 gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier 3 is $20 a month. 
that gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. It was, um, I mean, it, it is, it is hands down one of the best skits in, in, in comedy ever. Yeah. And so I, I, I guess you have to recognize no matter how stupid and shitty you are, you probably have to recognize like that's money. So yes. you should get this guy on the podcast. <laughs> that's what you need to do. That's the angle you need to do. You want to get some downloads, get these conversations uh, on the podcast. Yeah. Don't talk to him beforehand. A- just sign in and go like, <laughs> see what happens. This is one of the most fucking interesting stories I've ever heard. And I haven't even seen it. Like just talking yeah. about it, the situation is so fucking weird, but what would come out of it would be so, I mean, so many people would, would see the holes in either side, right? Like, yeah. it's just, and then they make the choice for themselves. You know, it's not them chiming in, fuck you, like live, live on Twitch or whatever, you know, doing the, the live <laughs> chat. They'd have to just sit with it and listen to it and get frustrated or, or not. Yeah. But that would be cool too to like go to get the dude that killed my dad on a, on a podcast too, or the Nazi skin that tried to shoot me. Like that'd be fucking cool too. But I I think like there's too much pressure. Well, maybe not the Klansmen, but those other two. There's too much pressure, you know. Um, I mean, because there was a little bit of dialogue with the Klansmen where I feel like maybe I could just kind of prep it and be like, hey, we're gonna do this podcast. <laughs> like, I mean, I, he wouldn't. I mean, maybe he would agree to it. Who knows? It would be pretty wild. I'm not opposed to doing that kind of shit. It's just, and it, it is a lot of work. Like, it's one thing to go sit down and talk to Black Dice or, you know, who are adult or any of my friends that I have on the podcast. That's mm-hmm. that's one thing because we all like love each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, the other side of the fence might be kind of hard, you know, like even emotionally because you know, when I go like, I, I mean, I don't know how you do it with your podcast, but when I go to do a podcast, I, I basically just start with, I just have one point, like, let's just start here. Like an hour and a half later, we're like, we're good. Like that was a crazy conversation, but it wasn't ever mapped out. And I, I think like if I was going to be addressing certain people like that, I'd have to kind of have my shit planned out a little bit, a little bit more. Hmm. I, I think it would be highly therapeutic uh, and cathartic. But of course, that's my opinion. But but uh, 
just seeing what happens between you two, like it, it, yeah. whatever the matchup is, yeah, would be very interesting. And and it, maybe it's not for public consumption, but maybe in that format where it's just an open discussion. But how <laughs> how interesting that would be to to to, I mean it would it would be crazy dude like absolutely crazy to sit down with the person like you know and and there's people that do that like they'll go to you know people that have killed people who go to prison i had a friend in in high school uh that's that brother had gotten murdered and they're very christian family the parents went to the prison and forgave the kid that did it and he hung himself that night he couldn't deal with it uh but they, well, they so did the murderer, like, the murderer the murder hung himself after the parents forgave him for for killing their son uh it was terrible this is back in alaska's terrible situation uh super wow. everything is super weird up there that way but uh you know they you couldn't just couldn't take it couldn't handle it um but, or or maybe that was maybe that was what he needed for closure and he and he and he was like very i'm possible. done very possible but those yeah. are things like, you know, just having that open. Maybe that would, and this is not like a let's help Justin podcast kind of thing, but maybe that would help <laughs> your your views on on like the negative side of your of your uh, psyche. You know, like yeah. maybe that maybe that is your your put peace and love on on everyone. Like maybe that would soften that side. Working through these these relationships and turbulent things throughout your life it, it'd be like a like a really fucked up version of this is your life right like yeah. uh confronting all these things things that people push down and try to forget and walk away from the reason people live in big cities you know are some people are the noise helps drown out the other shit you get out in the woods or something and everything starts rushing in yeah that might change but i don't know if I, but i don't know if i want to like um I think that the negativity or the, the, like the negative feelings that I have, like the, the not being able to wish love and peace on everyone is, is justified. Um, and I, and so like, I don't want to like maliciously go fight or fucking kill people or something like that. But I also don't really feel like that someone should get me wishing peace and love on, on someone that's terrible. Like, uh, you know, pick, pick, pick whatever you want, you know, whatever, whatever kind of person, let's just go with like a fucking rapist a priest, you know, okay. the Catholic mm -hmm. church is fucked. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like a, a priest that has raped more than one boy mm -hmm. is, I feel like it's just, I feel like we're, I feel like at that point, I don't think that they deserve any, any, any peace and love from anyone. Like, I, I just don't. And I get that, like, why they are like that could very well be, like you said, like part of the DNA of, of, of what they were born into, but we're all capable of doing really horrendous shit. Yeah. Um, but we don't, some of us do. And that's, and that's where my problem, I think that's where I find that problem. So, so like, I, I think a lot of it is I identify with, let's say not, not to kind of like change shift gears or anything, but like I identify with stuff like the weather underground where, where I feel like, you know, they were called American terrorists. And I, and I think that they, I think they were very um, specific and pointing about what they did. You know, they would, they would, they were trying to make their point 
and they were, and they were not being peaceful, but they were not, they were trying not to hurt people, you know, like, okay, we're going to blow this building up. We're going to let everyone know. So they get out and then we're going to blow your building up because you're fucking, you part of this, you know, the, 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 whatever part of the system that you were fighting against. So I, 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 I kind of think about that. And that's, that's what I would like want to do. Like, for instance, like, yeah, it'd be really cool. You know, like, or, you know, I jokingly think like, oh, black metal bands are so cool when they burn down churches. Do I, I mean, it, it, it's interesting that they do that. I think they might do it for the wrong reasons, but um, it's interesting they do that. But like, I don't want uh, someone to, to die, but I do want the, the church to suffer monetarily. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it changes things. <laughs> I don't know if it like, <laughs> I don't know if it changes like the outcome. <laughs> Fuck. I just, I'm just waiting for the aliens to come and be like, you guys are all fucking stupid. And this is how shit is. There's other dimensions and you're fighting and you care about race and you care about like gender. You care about all this shit and you just been fucking dicking around. And here's the real, the real thing. <laughs> it's very well could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for that to happen. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Like, and even us, like we've been, you know, like me, it's like, I've spent all this time like playing music. Like no one even cares about music when, when the aliens show up, you know, um, can't, can't wait. <laughs> Man. Can you imagine the, 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 uh, just the, the, I just what would happen to the world if that actually happened in a, in a way that, that, uh, was documented and like very crystal clear, that they had come back and visited the earth and just what people would do. I mean, and speaking of this too, have you seen the documentary stuff coming out on the Jehovah's witness uh, religion and the child, child abuse? No, oh, I don't want to ruin your night, but there, there's some serious shit uh, on it. Like some, some say it's worse than the Catholic church. Yeah. Uh, but this them, they want to handle it all internally. They have files on, mm -hmm. on child molesters in the neighborhood that are a part of the church. And, and uh, they, there's a, I forget what it's called. And I don't want to speak out of class, but it's, it's, it's called like the plus one rule or something like that, where you have to have a witness corroborating the story or it doesn't exist as far as this guy raped me, but there was no one else there. It didn't happen. There has to be another witness, a Jehovah's witness that can corroborate it or it's not valid. And how like often some... does that happen? Is there another dude hanging out there yeah. or whatever? I mean, that sounds like some Trump administration shit. It's but, wild. Uh, it's yeah. wild. You can look into it, but it's, a, I mean, there's a lot of like damning evidence of people that went in and stole files from the church and put them out and, and they were getting wow. life threatened. Like it was bad. It yeah. still is. But, um, they, you know, they would go into the, the meeting house or the, whatever they call it, the kingdom halls in, during church and get on stage and start like chanting people's names of what happened and, and uh. get thrown out and, and, uh, trying to bring awareness to it and just no one would listen and uh it's wild it's really wild i had no idea what was going on until recently um, i mean it's like scientology all that crazy shit too you yeah. know i mean it's fucking insane and it's weird because i i do think like what religion where it's like oh yeah everyone's like been pretty fucking cool you know like even like even like the Rastas, man, those guys are fucking dicks too. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know, like Rastafarianism is crazy. It's like, you can't 
a woman can't sleep in, in her bed if she's menstruating and she can't make you dinner if she's menstruating. Like there's all this fucking bullshit. And, you know, I mean, I guess the reason why I thought of the Rasta thing was because of bad brains and how they kind of got that, like the pass and like, man, they fucking like robbed ba- uh, big boys for being gay and like called them fags and stuff and fucking stole all their shit. And like, that's not acceptable, but everyone thinks that bad brains is like the raddest band in the world. Granted, they are like pretty phenomenal musically, but I, I can't, I don't have screwdriver records either, you know? I mean, that's a different thing because screwdriver musically sucked, but um, you know, it's like, it's just, it's weird because like, I feel like any, uh, yeah, I just went off on a tangent. All religions are fucked, man. The Krishnas, those guys are fucking dumbasses too. Um, Speaking of Krishna though, I went and saw shelter play when they first started. And it was like, really, uh, it was like when like, um, born against is around, you know, and like Sam was a genius with his like anti-Krishna stuff. And it was like, pretty pretty like everyone was pretty off much on fire about like yeah like they were like shelter is awesome the new youth today band so awesome or people like fuck these krishnas and we we went to the show they played and we, we, we threw all these um veggie hot dogs at them and they didn't know they were veggie hot dogs but we were just throwing them because we were trying to like fuck with them you know yeah. because they're krishna and you know they were like oh the they like had the hierarchy of like man cow then woman like and we we're just like ah we're gonna just go throw hot dogs um <laughs> it ruined it ruined their show but they were vegan dogs they but yeah. they didn't know uh they were just going for hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> oh it's crazy because we should have bought like if we were if we were smart and unethical we would have just bought like the cheap hot dogs because they're way cheaper and we we're just gonna throw them anyhow but instead we're like, no, I don't want to buy meat. I'm going to buy all the veggie dogs. It costs like back then they cost a lot more too, but it was pretty funny because I was like eating them and like throwing them. I took a bite and people were thought, you know, they thought it was real. It was great. You paid the price on principle. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a Costco thing, a bar as hot dogs, but the real deal. Yeah. Uh, my God, dude, what a fucking crazy crazy direction this has gone uh (laughs) i i love this i love this stuff uh but i really do think like i do think some of these conversations will be really interesting to see but um of course it doesn't have to be on a public forum but just to do it and like you said you already did it and 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 had a conversation but to get to nashville on tour next time and say hey look this guy up and have some coffee and see what happens yeah, Such I don't even know. I mean, it would be insane to kind of sift through my Facebook to find that guy. You know, mm-hmm. that it just would be a lot of work um, to go back ten years. I don't even know if that's possible. But also, like, um, I mean, it is possible somehow. I don't know how to do it. The other people, you know, avoided me. So the only so the podcast would be one episode, just the Klansmen, and that would be it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, I can't seem to get anybody else to communicate with me. Um, but I'm, I'm totally up for it. I'm totally up for it. I, I do think like, it's interesting to be in conversation with people that it's uncomfortable for one or both parties. And I also find that I'm capable of adapting to situations that would normally be uncomfortable for, for people. And I think it's, I think it's cool because it makes, it gives you a different set of skills. Um, you know, a lot of times I'm like, what am I doing in this situation but but in retrospect i'm like oh okay i got something from that or i learned i learned from it or whatever you know so i'm i'm open to it maybe that has to do with like my influences in life in general i don't know well your life in general has a lot to do with that 
Yeah. You've, I mean, just me looking from the outside, I mean, the stuff you've gone through and, you know, just having to look out for yourself all the time and being a touring musician in a band that is polarizing. I mean, just being in a touring band alone before the internet mm. was a experience. It was learning what you're made of with these other guys, but at the same time, learning what you're made of, taking all these I mean, people attacking you, people uh, going out into the world and not just taking the safe route prepares you for everything. Mm-hmm. It's such a huge level. It's such a gift to to have that time and and especially at a young age, finding out these things, you know, uh, the friendships you make, the enemies you make, all of it counts and 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 goes towards a, a greater lesson. But that set you up for for all these things. You know, it's weird. I have this like sense of PTSD sometimes when people they'll notice me and they'll be like, are you, are you Justin, you know, from whatever, you know, and I'm like, maybe, <laughs> you know, because I, cause I, it, going back to like when I was 15, I remember this skinhead at the, I was at the beach and, and I was, I was with this girl and, and, and it was really funny because he was like, yo, you're Justin or, you know, JP from, from struggle. And he like, tried he it was yeah he had a skateboard and he tried to hit me and then the girls with got in the middle of us and he wouldn't hit her and i was really grateful for that because he would have fucked me up he did hit me once with the skateboard but it didn't hurt too bad but i was like no i'm not that guy i'm not in the band and then i was like okay but i quit you know like i am the guy i quit the band i didn't quit the band but i was just trying not to get beat up yeah and like that kind of situation has happened a lot over the years even like crazy shit I remember being on tour in Germany and this woman just starts yelling at me and it's hard for me to understand her. And she was like, you motherfucker, you fucking asshole. And like, I was like, Whoa, dude, what's going on? You, you made, you made my friend do all this cocaine and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude, I've never even done cocaine. There's no fucking way. And she's like, fuck you. It was you. And I was like, I was like, dude, I have not done cocaine like uh, yet. You know, like this is just the right wrong person. And then it turns out that it was Gabe Serbian that she thought I was. Because uh-huh. I was on tour with a different band. It yeah. was with some girls, but she thought I was Gabe because we kind of look similar. But I was like, ah, it wasn't me doing cocaine. What the fuck is going on? You know, so even like uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went and saw Cannibal Corpse. And, you know, I, I, I felt a little... You know, and not like, I just felt like a little out of my, out of place. Like I'm in this big venue and like, I don't know anybody or whatever, you know? And so I was like kind of hanging out and someone's like, are you, are you Justin? And I was like, maybe, <laughs> you know, like I wasn't sure if I should be like, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Who, who knows? Let me uh, see your hands. <laughs> I am, I am like cautious though, you know, like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't say yes or, or whatever. Um, it, the, the times that it's been bad has it's been very, very rare, but it, it is in my head. Like, huh? you know, a little like <laughs> yeah. a little concerning. Let, let's, I want to switch gears for a second because there's something I'm very curious about now since the, t- so you came <clears throat> on the podcast very early on in the podcast. It was like, I don't know, episode 30 something probably. And now it's like 320 or whatever it is. Whoa. Uh, but you came on back when I did things a different way. I had notes and a, a whole, like I would structure the conversation and then that changed like 10 episodes after yours um, to the way I do it now. But after spending two of the most emotional hours of my life with Mr. Ross Robinson on this uh, very Zoom, uh, tears aplenty, that dude is one of the most incredible, I, I, it, was, it was crazy, a crazy experience. We never met each other. By the end, it's just like uh, now we become very close 
as as close as you can be without ever meeting each other. Like very, we yeah. connected on a very deep level. How does it go with you and Ross Robinson having <laughs> deep conversations? Because you guys are very different in that way. And I'm curious what a conversation with Ross and you would look like, um, whether in the studio or out of the studio. Because he's such a loving person, not saying you're not, but he's such like a like spiritually uh, open person. Uh, I would I would love to know what that's like your relationship with him because uh from what I got from my 2 hours with him yeah. in a sense totally like blew my mind. <laughs> he's just he's just a he's not even human. It's crazy. It's, it is, yeah, it's wild. It's weird that you say that though because you said you were like I don't know what the words exact words were but like how we were like opposites but like I feel like I, I feel like him and I are insanely similar. My only thing that I, that I can pinpoint, <laughs> well, there's a couple of things I can pinpoint is our differences would, which would be like, he's very financially successful and I'm not. And so, so at times, you know, I would question certain things, not question. I would be like, what the fuck? He'd always do these things when we record. And he, once, once we are like done recording, he'd be like, let's throw the, the hard drive in the ocean because we record on the, in Menace beach, uh, like, like at the beach mm -hmm. on the beach. And I, and I, and I love that he said that, but I also was like, wait a minute. Like there's no possible fucking way I can afford that. Like there's no way. Or like we would kind of just, there was times where I was like, dude, I got to go home from Venice to San Diego. I got to go home and work. I have a job at the time I was working at this bar. I, was, I fucking have to go home to keep my job. I want to hang out and like dick around and record and like have it be cool and fun, but I have to go home. So there was times we were recording and I was like driving after the session would end at like 11, I'd drive home work at night. I guess I had to be there by 11. Anyhow, whatever I would work and then come back early in the morning and, and, and go back and record. And it was really kind of strange for me because I wanted to just kind of, be at ease and peace and stuff. So that the, the financial thing is one. And the other thing that I think is a trip is like, he gives me and, and my, my, my bandmates, like especially Headwind city and stuff. He gave us so much, um, um, so many, like, so like the comp, he was so complimentary to us and I, and I, and I appreciated it. And I think it was legit and honest, but I also was like, what the fuck, man? Like, are you for real? Because this isn't that good. Like what we're doing is not that good. I don't get like how, um, I don't know why you think it's so spectacular or special or whatever it is. And a lot of it, I, if you think about it, like I grew up with all of this super gnarly shit from day one, like constantly just fucking in the real deal, like wild ass crazy shit. And not that like the stuff that he grew up with isn't the real deal, but like when you're in kind of like corn world, you know, corn limp biscuit world or whatever. And here I am over in, I don't know, whatever you want to, what, what world we should we even pick, you know, melt banana, airborne radar, whatever lightning bolt stuff. Arrow, like, these are a little bit there. There's a, there's a huge difference in, in everything like, musical aesthetical like personal whatever all everything's different so so there was that kind of thing where i would trip out i'm like dude you just haven't discovered all of this crazy shit that we grew up with you know like it's easy because i think when i think like and he did wonders for the blood brothers and that and they're the reason why i have a relationship with him 
it was like him discovering blood brothers, you know, like in his kind of weirder way of dealing things like industry standards, like, like taking a, uh, you know, um, taking a, a limo to the smell in Los Angeles to go like kind of woo the blood brothers. Like, yeah, that's going to woo any fucking band playing the smell, but you know, um, so it just, I think, it, I think he just came from a different world, but it was funny because when we started recording with him, it was a trip because I read, I, before I met him, I read all these things, like how he like, you know, made the guy from corn cry and he made Robert Smith throw his candles at him. And he was like, just such an asshole. It was a really cool piece. Uh, I think it might've been on, on spin or, or rolling stone about like, they listed like all of the different, like dickhead moves that he's done with the people he's recorded. And I was like, fuck, if you guys want to record them. All right. And then we got there and it was completely awesome, super peaceful, very, very fun and chill and supportive. And I was like, huh, when is this going to happen? Like what, you know, I thought he was going to be a fucking dick to us. And so I don't know what happened, but Gabe kept messing up this part and he was getting super pissed. And Gabe, once he gets mad, he gets madder and madder and madder and it, and it, and it self-destructs. The, the, the part will never work it out. And um, I remember him like Gabe just getting super frustrated and fucking pissed and, and, and the door flies open to the live room and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh shit, here we go. He's going to fucking go at it with Gabe. And, and if he goes at it with Gabe, I'm going to argue with him too. And we're going to fight, you know, we're going to fucking be like the guy from porn or something, you know, <laughs> like, like Robert Smith throwing the candles. And he's like, and, and he, he like just flipped it around. He's like, why are you so mad? Like, what are you so upset about? Like, it's a very complicated drum beat. You're doing a drum beat that most drummers can't do. You just wrote it like a week ago, you know, and, and whatever you're doing, every time you fuck up, it's, it's, supposed to happen it's going to bring us to this next part that we need to be to this next point it's this thing it's this evolutionary thing i don't know and he like he spun it in this crazy way and i you know gabe's i could see gabe's mind exploding and then i was like mine's exploding and i was like this is some wild ass shit you know and so then it was like the next day he would come in we were recording and he would he'd yell at Nick and be like, stand up. What are you doing sitting down? He'd like push Nick while we're recording. And you're like, dude, we're trying to like play, you know, kind of like technical stuff and you're shoving us. And But he wanted the energy to be there. And he wanted this other thing. He wanted to capture not technical ability, which is like where we all kind of came from. Like we have to be very technical. I mean, at least with the Locust and, and Blood Brothers and stuff like that, you know, we were like very much in that like proficient level but he wanted there to be mistakes because he saw beauty in it and it was just a fucking crazy thing to to, to see so then after a, a, a while had passed and i was like i was like why so why weren't you ever a dick to us you know like i read about how you were such a dick to all these other artists and and it's crazy because you have been so insane uh just positive and loving and, and supportive and he's like he's like well I wasn't trying to be a dick to those people, but they weren't there for the right reasons. They were there for other reasons. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he goes, all of you guys are seasoned veteran at, you know, whatever. I don't want to say a musician, artist or whatever. Like we're there because we're hungry and we have nothing else go. Like we don't have like a distraction. We're there because we have to make this record where like there was the distractions with like, um, you know, corn or something, well, I guess like being, you know, meth heads and having like million dollar contracts or whatever, or whatever it was, you know, like they, they, there was a lot of distractions or like, I was like, well, what about Robert Smith? You know? And he's like, he's like, he had already gone past like writing all the good shit. And he's like, I was trying to bring him back 
to where he was when he was writing like boys don't cry or whatever, you know, whatever he was like, I was trying to bring that back out. He's like, you guys don't need that. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then I, and then I was like, Oh, I'm gonna pat myself on the back. I felt pretty good about that. But it was like <laughs> such a crazy learning lesson because, you know, I was used to, I was used to sitting down and, and playing technical and I wasn't used to being like shoved or like told to fucking rock out while I'm tracking, you know, like that just seems bizarre to me. Um, so I, I learned a lot from him and I, and I, I assume he learned a lot from me too, or from all of us. I think he was, I think it was cool. I mean, I love to see him work with artists that I think go against the musical standard of what people think should happen. You know, I mean, I don't want to call out any bands necessarily, you know, like with, with Headwind City, like I kind of get it. It's, it's got like a successful, it had, it had three successful musicians in the band. It was the blood brothers and, and the yeah, yeah's. And, and I see why they would have a, a market for potential success, but that's not why he's doing it, you know, but regardless, an, another example would be, and I, and I, and I, and I love the, the band Touche Amore and the people in the band, but to me, sonically, it seems like it has non-musical elements to it on a mainstream level, non-musical elements. Like again, like, I don't know, fucking pick a, pick a, pick a band that that's like weird and abrasive. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, Arab on radar or something. I don't want to compare to that. That's a bad, that's a bad example. Um, <laughs> okay. A good example would be like this heat. I don't know. That band seems super weird and jang and like they're angular and like the jangly guitar. And it was like, so crazy. And that was in the seventies. Anyhow, I'm going to, I need to, I need to focus here. Okay. So, so the, the Touche Amore, like just doesn't seem like they're so successful and I'm so grateful that they are, but they don't, in theory, they don't seem like what you would have on, on like, and I don't know if they're even considered mainstream. They're very successful more than most of my bands. And I, and I, and I trip out on like how that happened. Same thing with Dead Cross, though, I guess, too. I mean, I, but with Dead Cross, it has like this sort of marketability. It's got Dave Lombardo and Mike Patton. I guess I can see why you could market that. But I wonder why and how he approaches something that maybe doesn't have the schematics to industry standard success. Um, I like that he sees things differently and he takes, I don't want to say risks, but he sees things differently and finds stuff finds importance and relevance in things that I think maybe the mainstream musical industry wouldn't embrace. And I, and I'm, I'm glad he does that. I don't know how or why or what the reason it is, but I'm glad it exists. I think he's a fucking brilliant human being. He's very, very rare. And I'm grateful that I got to work with him. And I think that every, I think that almost everybody that works with him feels the same way. Yeah. Dude, at the end of our conversation, he said, we just made a record <laughs> like yeah. that. We just made a record together. We were both yeah. in tears and yeah. we both just made a record together. And I was like, man, I've, I don't know how this happened. Like, I don't know how, like, like Cody introduced us and that was, he's like, I'm totally down. Let's do this. And then there we are crazy. no, doesn't know me from anybody like but it was at the end of it it was just that and it was that simple it was just a simple connection you know like you said he's just he's a he's a 
you both are. You're both just interesting people. Like just you're not like anybody else. And it's, <laughs> that's what's so great about it, you know. And and I guess maybe my maybe my question came across wrong because uh, I wasn't really saying you guys are opposites, but just the 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 approach seems different. But like like you're saying, the separation there with the the wealth aspect and the you know being able to be a little bit more relaxed, like. I don't have to worry about where rent's coming from next month. So maybe I will work with this band or I'll, I'll, why don't you stick around for another two days? Like, or, and maybe not understand why you can't do that. That yeah. kind of thing too, uh, could also play a part in it now where, and he was up front too. He's like, there's a time where I was Ross Robinson and I just bang models and that's it. Like that's, and he, his ego got it in front of him. Yeah. And he admitted to that too. And it didn't, I didn't even ask about it. He just went off on it and, and, and how he had to come back from that. Like, you know, I do motocross and I do that. And I only, I only eat this. And like, yeah. he was very open about that. And I was like, man, like, cause I didn't know what to think either. Yeah. All I'd read is magazines. Oh yeah. He threw an ashtray at so-and-so. No, that person put a pot there. I was like, Hey, you want to throw that? You want to throw it at him? Like baited him for it. Like shit like that. Like it's crazy. Anyways, not to make this all about Ross Robinson, but um, I, anyone who's worked with him now, I like to talk about him because now I, I kind of got a grasp of of what it can be like um with someone that's that unique in that yeah. aspect you know and um my god what a what a wild ride um <laughs> and just spin it with gabe like that like to go in and it's like that positive what's that um i don't know if you listen to like uh like henry rollins does these like spoken word shows and stuff and they're pretty fucking hilarious but he tells stories about him and e mckay doing positive abuse where they go drive around and say, hey, old timers out the car, looking good, you know? And they're like, uh, <laughs> thanks. Like, it was positive abuse. And uh, how he would go in and, and do that, and but, like, diffuse it. And, like, throw the the perspective at him versus, you know, hostility or, or trying to agitate. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a gift as well, you know? It, it was crazy, though, to, to, like, be in the room and to see – I'm so, I was so, um, accustomed and, and familiar with Gabe getting frustrated and having it snowball into a piece of shit, like just a mess. It's, it's, I was so used to that. So when, when Ross came in like on fire, I saw Gabe, like, it was crazy because I don't think, I, I feel like a lot of times, um, I love Gabe so much. I miss him, but I feel like a lot of times no one really would be, would say like, dude, fucking stop that shit. You know, like no one would, cause he's like doing this crazy drum beat that most human beings can't do. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, this is fucked. You're doing this thing that I like, just keep doing it and fucking it up, you know? But like, he kind of can't, Ross came at it like aggressively, but, but in a, in a, and it just, it, I don't know how, I don't know what the right words were. I wish I could have documented, I wish I would, you know, I wish I could have documented it because seeing Gabe shift instantly, like what the fuck I'm getting called out for like playing this like insane drum beat wrong. I don't know. It was weird. And, and it, it was really cool to see him because I think that, I think that um, Ross utilized that technique with Gabe a lot. And it was, it was a trip because there were, there were like, we, after that the, with drumming, Gabe and I didn't really get to wor work on much more music drum wise, but there, there were a couple times where I would see him get his frustration streak and I would, and I would reference that 
and and he would and he would be able to um, to Gabe and he would be able to kind of check himself. And I was like, oh, that's a trip to to see that. So I don't know. My point is, yeah, I, I mean, the guy's like a goddamn guru, you know, he's like a witch or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's it's a trip. Well, it sounds like he made the last the last few years uh, you had with Gabe different to where you could you could have that understanding or or have that enlightenment a little bit, which is pretty awesome. I mean, I definitely think he, he fucked with Gabe's head in a, in a good way. Mm-hmm. A, a lot, a lot, a lot. Even, even when we were in, we were recording the dead cross record, which was like kind of the whole thing was kind of a mistake and, and an accident, you know, and, and, and Gabe, when Gabe was the original singer, mm-hmm. he had recorded seven of the, of the 10 songs or whatever it was. <clears throat> and, and, and then just quit like in the studio. And it was crazy to, to kind of, to see Ross, accept that and he was like he understood it and he understood what gabe was doing and he understood gabe as a human being and he was like all right and and he walked away and that was it you know and then we and then we had to go find another singer you know and start over it was just really crazy because i i feel like most producers would have just had found the negative in that and been like you motherfucker or like that guy sucks or whatever you know but he had so much love for that guy. And I, and I think that was pretty crazy to see that. Um, yeah. Did, did get, we, I know you and I talked about this the first time we chatted when he left the band, was it for like to be able to be home with the family and not be touring and doing all this stuff? Was that the, the reason behind it? Because that itself, no one knew what was going to happen, but, having that time uh spent that way was also a huge gift for the family too right i mean like being able to not be on the road doing those tours and you know what i mean like pulling away from you know and i'm just speculating i don't i don't know the ins and outs of it but um you know having the those those extra months and time where you're not on the road on facetime with the family and stuff like that you know um I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just the way things work out that way where. Yeah. But I think, um, I think it was a little bit more complicated because he could have finished the record in theory, Mm could have finished recording, but it was sort of presented to him differently. And he had to stop like, right. Then it was like, you're going to stop right now and go home. And that, and then, and that's what happened. And I mean, and I, and and it's funny because I, it's weird because you think about like um, things in life that happen, and you think like this is fucked up or this is bad or whatever. But like every as long as you know, I feel like, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be another out an outcome of something. So so like it seemed crazy enough that I, you know, accidentally started a band with Dave Lombardo, mm-hmm. who I who I had known, you know mildly um for touring with the locust and Panamas, but it was like oh now i'm gonna band with this guy and then and then like ah fuck the band's not gonna be a band because gabe just quit mm-hmm. but then it was like it, there was like this such a you know it was like so detrimental it was just like oh fuck it's what are we gonna do and it's like oh wait a minute now we're gonna just have mike Patton in the band who i also known too and you know he we were already on his radar he had he had wanted to put the record out before 
before we had started recording. So he, so having him join the band was interesting, but it wasn't, you know, it was to, to later, like we played in San Diego, the only show we played in San Diego and, and Gabe came out and we did one of the songs twice, once with Gabe and then once with Patton. And it was cool to kind of see that. It was just really cool to like tell Gabe was like, I'm so fucking psyched for you, JP. I'm so psyched for you that you got in this band. And I was like, oh man, you were in the band. You know, it was weird for him to say that, but he was like, if I didn't quit, it wouldn't be what it is. And I was like, ah, so it was, it was a really interesting thing to have him tell me that. And I, and I thought a lot about it and I, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you'll just kind of like look back at it and be like, wow, it's not always black and white or simple or bad or good. It's just a big, crazy, weird thing. Just keep going. It's all random. It's all random. And just, you, you get what you get and then it's gone. Like it's it's a weird (laughs) thing, you know? And, and I, and when I found out about Gabe, I, I think it was, I think I had just woken up. It was probably four 30 in the morning for work. And I usually check my phone and had all these messages on there and saw that, saw the stuff that, that it had happened. And, and, um, I immediately reached out to you and just like, like reflex to tell you how sorry I was. Cause I was, I felt so fucking shitty for you because I was like, God damn it. I could not imagine losing my friend like that. And so just like I hadn't even gotten out of bed and I sent them and I wrote the message and I sent it and I, and I just had to for a minute. I was like, fuck, why did I do that? Like this had just happened. Like, and then oh, I'm sure you're getting millions of messages from people. And, but I was like, you know what? No, like I meant that I sent that. And you responded like pretty soon afterwards. And, and I just felt, I don't know why I felt weird sending that. You know, because you and I, we're not like buddies hanging out all the time, right? Like, it's not like, oh, my God, JP. But that's exactly what went through my head when I saw that headline. I was like, fuck. And and I don't know why I felt weird sending it, but I did. And then I didn't. Um, but I felt I just felt so sorry about what had happened. And, and uh, I still do. And and, you know, my heart goes out to you for for this because, um, you know, loss is is fucking hard, man grief is a fucking crazy thing and uh i just don't know i don't in my head i was i i don't know why i felt weird after i sent it but i did and and then it went away i don't know why i'm even bringing it up but um, but even you saying you felt weird says something about you you know like that makes because there are people that were that, that waited and then they're like hey i just want to give you some time and i appreciate that but the fact that you even thought about it and how you thought about it and how you yeah i mean we there were people that were like my, as soon as it like was online, like people started calling me and I was like, fuck, I cannot answer these phone calls. This is crazy. And I get it. Like I, I, I want to say like, I want to answer the call and talk to these people, but it was, it was, it was asking a lot of me, but I don't, yeah, whatever you, what you did or how you, how, what you just said makes total sense. And I, and I really do appreciate that because there were times where like, we went on, I went on tour almost like, uh, like a week after a few days, whatever, right, right afterwards with, with deaf club. And it was crazy because I was showing up at shows and people were crying to me and shit. I was like, man, like I get it that he meant a lot to you. And I appreciate that. And I'm, and I think Gabe would have appreciated that too, but like fucking do not need people crying to me right now. Like I'm, I, and I, you know, it took me a minute to even like get time by myself to think about it. You know, it's just like, so yeah, it was it was pretty wild. But um, anyhow, I appreciate what you said I, and how you thought it out. I, I that says a lot. So I've, I'm I've, I'm yeah. You know, I, I sent it an email because I said he'll read this when he wants to, 
it wasn't a text like boom 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 i sent an email just because i want that was the one thing i thought about ahead is like you read it in your own time but at the same time i was just like fuck it's gonna be just so many of these coming it's just gonna be a barrage um, yeah but i appreciate that too and and uh yeah my heart still goes out to you it's fucking terrible um such an amazing talent and but you know the time you guys got to spend together I'm, i mean so many tours and so much time you know like uh and and the fact that lady thought like mistake mis- mistook you for gabe i always thought that too like man they could be brothers like this looks so similar I such a weird connection yeah, I almost got arrested in England because because he had weed on him and the and the cops were looking for him. And I was like, dude, I'm I'm like a foot taller and like yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't smoke weed. So it was like so then he got arrested later on. But yeah. Uh. My God. <laughs> well, I dude, this is this has been awesome. I I've I've been looking forward to this all week and and uh I just, I really appreciate the time, man. And just, you just always being willing to help and, and, you know, just be a, just be a good dude. Like I, I appreciate it more than anything, you know? Um, like I said, you and I have, have, have thrown emails back and forth and, and met briefly in person, had now two conversations on the podcast, but you know, I, uh, I feel, I feel, uh, really just, just, uh, I don't, I don't use the word blessed, I guess, but just, I guess I could use blessed just to be able to communicate yeah. with great people, you know, and, uh, and, and glean things from you and, and, and what you do. And, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of amazing music that I've spent a lot of time with and uh, a lot of insight, you know, it's, it's something that's just huge for me. And it's the whole reason I do this show. Like I don't, I mean, I have a job, I have, my bills are paid, but I do this cause I love it and get to yeah. do things like this, like, you know, spending the last hour and a half hanging out. Um, just throwing you know ideas back and forth talking about Klansman and and ross robinson and whatever <laughs> comes up you know like uh i i cherish these times man and and uh i really i really do appreciate it. you've been an, an awesome dude to me and and uh can't thank you enough thanks I, I would like to say like i feel like our conversations this one since it's fresh on our minds is like i feel like it may be I assume that it helps us in some ways that we know and don't know. Like it's good to have these conversations with people. And then, so there, therefore we, we have already been successful in itself, but then if other people hear it and they get something from it, mm-hmm. then, then, then that's great. I kind of look at it. Like, I don't, I don't want to steal Ross's thing, but like we made a record, you know, it's kind of <laughs> the same thing. Like there's people that'll come to me and say like, you saved my life. Or like, you know, like swing kids a lot of times who are like, that band saved my life. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like how, or like, I'm glad that it happened. I'm glad that they're, that they are alive, but I, I just, that was never my intention, you know? And so those are the perks If people like it, then that's cool. But yeah, I like this conversation and it helped me. <laughs> so then, then we, we are successful, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. We made a record, man. That's we'll just start saying that every time, man. It's 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 such a just a easy thing to to say. Like it makes sense. It, it was just yeah. a collaboration. That's it. That's all a record is. And it's being recorded. Yeah. We made a record. <laughs> yeah. It's longer than a record, too. I don't have a lot of hour and a half long albums, but uh, <laughs> uh you know, especially from you. Yeah. An hour and a half record. Um yeah, I uh I appreciate it, man. It's been awesome. Yeah. And uh um, awesome. Yeah, if there's any way I can help you and return the favor, I mean, just hit me up whenever, and and uh, um, we can talk podcasting or or getting distribution, whatever you need. Uh, let me be a resource. Cool. Thank you so much. Awesome, my friend. Well, 
hang in there. Uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep fighting the fight. And, and, uh, I appreciate you. Thanks. I appreciate you too. All right. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Justin Pearson. If you want to, uh, go back and listen to the first one we did years and years and years ago. It's a very different conversation. Um, but just a fascinating dude that's been in some incredible bands and some incredible, um, strides he's made in the scene in in expanding people's minds and expanding their thoughts and uh just being a good person a a genuinely good real person i appreciate that so much i appreciate when someone i think the one thing that threw me off at first when we first chatted years ago was i asked him how he was doing and he said you know i'm decent instead of you know oh i'm great how are you you know He's just honest. And I've seen him do that a few other times. And it always puts people on not on edge. It puts them like kind of like, well, oh, okay, decent. Um, he's just an original, and I love that about him. And uh he's he's become a good friend over the years, and I appreciate having him in the circle of this show. Uh he also has a podcast called Colton Culture. Uh, it's on 31G. You can check it out. It's got a bunch of episodes and hopefully a bunch more coming out soon. Uh, but definitely check that out. It's really, really great podcast. He's just a well-spoken, well-spoken dude. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. I really, I really uh, feel like this is a good way to wrap up 2022 um, with a great guest. And and on Christmas morning, we're we're all uh, tired and you know just ready for uh, a fresh start again. You know. We thought 2021 was going to be the the one. 2022 is going to be the one. And it's, you know, we'll see what happens in 2023. The world's a different place. Um, but if we can keep our heads up, keep positive, and try to do something nice for other people, you know, on the daily and really make a mark in a good way, I think we'll come out of all of this, this uh, in a better place. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys are having a great holiday a safe holiday, traveling, whatever you're doing. If you're listening to this on your way home from from back home, uh, traveling, whatever, just be safe. And uh, yeah, I love each and every one of you very much. I know I say it all the time, but I really do mean it. I couldn't do this show without you guys. You know, and the fact that so many of you listen to this show every week is still staggering to me after six years of doing this. And and uh, I just can't say enough. I, I really thank you for the great year. We'll be back uh, next week on the normal day, which is actually January 1st. And we'll have a great guest for you then um, with someone I think you're really going to enjoy to start out the new year. Uh, But I'm going to get out of here, guys. I got a lot to do left. It's not quite Christmas as I'm recording this. Uh, You're hearing this on Christmas morning. Um, But I'm going to get out of here. I got a lot to do. Thanks to Justin. Check out all of his bands. Check out his podcast, Colton Culture. Uh, check out the documentary when it comes out. Don't fall in love with, your, with yourself. Um, thank you so much, guys. And, and as always, we'll see you on the radio.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.